0: RDTDaily.com presents a Tarabuster with comedian Tara Devlin.
1: Hi, everyone. What's going on? My name is Tara Devlin. What's going on besides the end of Western civilization as we know it? I suppose it'll still go on without us. There is a whole bunch of other countries that are hanging on to their democracies. Not this one, though. Time is an oppressive creditor, isn't it? I wanted to do so many things before the show, but I, I ran out of time. And that's just the way life goes, right? You you feel like you you have enough time, but you never know. Anyway, um, yeah, my name is Tara Devlin. Uh, we meet here every Saturday evening at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. And GDPR Revolution 99, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Do me a favor. Please give the show a good, positive review on iTunes. That helps us grow. It helps push us up in the queue. If somebody is looking for progressive talk shows, they'll find this show. And we'll hopefully maybe be something someday. And what else? Uh, Please... Support the show. Buy some merch. You see, I'm wearing I'm wearing merch from the store. See, I have a brain. It's a picture of a brain. It says, "Therefore, I'm liberal," and my resist mug with Francis Junior Junior. It all helps. And thank you. Uh, please become a patron. Uh, this show isn't all just about pitches, believe me. But I feel like I have to get that out of the way because if you don't repeat it constantly, you it's it just falls off by the wayside and. The fact is, we do need support. I want to thank all the people who have become patrons. We have some new patrons. Uh, I'll, do, I'll do the shout-out later, but I do appreciate everybody who is uh, supporting the show. All right, and uh, we got some new patrons. Actually, a couple of patrons just joined right before the show. I have to say that's that is always always a nice little surprise when you're preparing for the show. And I want to thank Katie and Tom O'Malley, fellow Irish Irishmen and women. Thank you for uh, supporting the show and for because your support is not just for this show. It's you're helping RDT Daily. You're helping the writers over there. You hel- your. You will help us create more liberal content, and that's what we need. And and that's what happens. So we we post that. If you're not a member of RDT Daily on the Facebook page yet, I mean I know we all hate Facebook, but it's sort of like a necessary evil, in a lot of ways. But the uh, it's Facebook is just pissing me off on so many way, in so many ways. It, it all pisses me off. But um, we do have a vibrant community there and there's a there's about 150,000 likes. So, I don't know how many people are active, but there's a lot of people. So, when you post something you get some you get some nice interaction and I don't I don't suffer the trolls very willingly. I don't I kick their asses because what's the point? What's the point of allowing a troll onto your page? No, there is no point. They bring nothing to the conversation. Just like any Republican. What does a Republican really bring to the table? They're just, they are evil. I, In fact, what was it? I was just on Twitter a couple of minutes ago and what was it? I just posted something that, because there's nothing, there's, I, and there's sometimes all you can say is that, all you that you could just say that, I mean, there's nothing clever. You can't come up with anything clever. You can't come up with anything pithy. The The only thing you could just, you could say is Republicans are scum. <laughs> and that just sums it up to begin with, the, uh, to begin and end with. Where the heck is it? Oh, yeah, because I was watching Ben Carson. There's so many things happened this week. First of all, I want one of the things I wanted to talk about was impeachment, but we'll get to that in a minute. And in fact, you know, I was going to open the phones, but we'll see what happens in the other, in, in, the, in the second half, and I didn't get to it. The thing is, when I, op- when I open the phones, I have to set the phones up, and I have to call into it, so I might have to do it during the break, and you might actually hear the phone go beep, 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 but we'll see what happens. Only because I'm interested to know what other people think about this impeachment, because I feel that if Trump doesn't deserve impeachment then who the hell does but the but before i get to that i was i i was watching the hearing with ben carson and of hud because he's black that's basically why trump put him in uh he's the housing and urban urban develop urban okay black person that's my man ben and and, he, and you know how trump always comes up with all these uh, nicknames for for people: Sleepy Joe, Crazy Bernie. Now it's Crazy Nancy. He's repeating. He's recycling the old nicknames. Now, I don't. I don't know why he he doesn't call Ben Sleepy Ben, because that's a, that's one sleepy dude. And but he's see Republicans don't get into government service. They're not in government service. Period. That's it. It's period and end of sentence. They're not in government service. They're not in it to, to help people. They're not in it to advance the causes of democracy or to extend the franchise of democracy, to make the world safe for democracy. They're not in it for that. They're not in it to make the, the trains run on time or to function, to have it functioning for, for the majority of people so we can all have a decent life. That's not the, the goal of Republicans. Repub- the, 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 the fact that Ben Carson was brought out or caught using his position to, to buy uh, expensive furniture for himself, that's, that is what Republicans do with government. They use our public treas- treasury as their own personal piggy bank. That's about it, and, all, and for their friends. So when their when pals in the banking industry get caught in the acts of being themselves, rapacious, greedy ghouls th- uh, that crash the economy twice in 100 years, they use our public treasury to bail them out. Because why should they feel the sting of the lash of their policies? You see, that consequences are for the little guy they're always talking about the 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 party of personal responsibility. That doesn't apply to them. They're not about taking responsibility for themselves or or the or and when they talk about oh capitalism, free market, capital, uh, it's uh, competition. If you fail, uh, then you fa- no. It's not if you fail, you fail. If you fail, if you as a worker who get who gets his or her ass out of bed every morning for uh 360 whatever days a year and drags his or her ass into that gig economy to try to keep your head above water to not even come close to the standard of living that your grandparents th- thought were their birthright the, you know if you if you have consequences oh well sucks to be you you should have thought better maybe you should have been smart enough to be born with a trust fund but the Republicans, they're not in it for helping this country. They don't like democracy. I mean, that's the ultimate goal here of the Republican Party. The ultimate goal is to destroy democracy. So know them by their fruit. So when, so when Ben Carson, oh, well, he got caught buying a, a very expensive piece of furniture for his office, because that's, that's all that they do. They, they prop themselves up they don't they're not in there to work they're in there to to ag- to aggrandize themselves to kiss their own asses and the asses of their of their uh of their enablers so like a one big circle jerk of corruption and this is why we need money out of politics it all it ultimately goes back to that and just like this show ultimately goes back to the to the theme of Republicans hate democracy, that is the overarching theme. But the overarching theme of how we're going to fix this mess is getting money out of politics. Everything else is incidental. Everything else is a Band-Aid on an artery, uh, on a bleeding, gushing artery. I'm just turning up the fan. I have a fan over here. Oh, you can see it in the, in the shot. Because it gets hot when I'm on the, on the air. It's hot up here in this bitch it's hot up here for a bitch, <laughs> no, that's not how the lyrics go. It's hard out here for but i like it's hot out here for a bitch, yeah, I'm a bitch, you're damn right th- that means I'm not a dumbass but that's but anyway republicans uh th- sometimes you read something and all you, I, I can't even i can't reach for anything pithy or or clever because that's that's the whole thing that's isn't that the the uh the point of the internet you're supposed to uh, uh come up with a pithy clever little retort constantly sometimes you just can't come up with it and all you can say is republicans are scum that's the only response so i was, I, I saw this tweet from ben carson this was on the 21st of may who Carson is responding to Representative Sylvia Garcia, and he says, There are more than 100,000 American citizens waiting for public housing in Houston, Texas. Do you think they should continue to wait while people here illegally are taking their space? Now, doesn't that seem logical? Oh, of course. Why should, uh, you know, take care of your own first? That's doesn't that make sense? Yeah, it does. It makes sense on the surface. But just like any everything and anything that Republicans have, their greedy, filthy hands and uh, and tiny minds around the, the the devil is in the details. And I and I do mean devil, um, because these people are they're working for. I don't know. They're, they're not. They're, I, I, if Jesus came back, let's let's put it that way. They would crucify him again. But um, so because what what they're doing, what Ben Carson's HUD is doing, is they're targeting. They're really going after uh, immigrants, elite, undocumented immigrants. So they're they are attacking um, immigrants, undocumented immigrants in public housing. So if somebody in public housing is receiving benefits. Then th- that what they're going to do is evict everybody from. If you have an undocumented immigrant in your house, if you're a family of five, let's say, and your grandma is an undocumented immigrant, she came here, whatever, th- 50 years ago, and she's undocumented. But the rest of you are American citizens. The kids are American citizens. The the uh, the the grandkids are American citizens. But they're all living in public housing. Together, if you have one undocumented immigrant in your home, there everybody's getting kicked out of that that home, that public housing. so they uh, because this is what Republicans do they uh, they're making a problem worse first, and their own statistics say that with this policy that uh, they're going to cause fifty five thousand children to be homeless. And, of course, what are, what are the repercussions of that when you have children in, 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 that, in unstable housing situations? How will society in the future have to deal with the repercussions of that the, in, in, with incarceration, mental illness, drug abuse? Uh, you know, I mean, you don't know what, the, what, what Republicans reap today, we all sow tomorrow. They, they bring nothing but pain and misery because they're not really trying to solve a problem. What they're doing is causing more problems for us. And they, it's because of their racism. Ultimately, they're trying to appease their racist base. And they don't care how many kids are, have to be homeless to do it. And these are American citizens as well, these children, they're not all undocumented immigrants, and what does that effing matter? You know what I mean? If we were a real successful society, what what does it matter the, the, uh, Are you that evil Republicans that you don't care how many kids are out on the street because they' they're not they're they're and they're they're wrapping it in the guise of giving a shit about American citizens who who are waiting for public housing and and we know that they don't they don't care they do not care at all how many americans are homeless and they and this is why i all all you can say sometimes is they are scum republicans are scum and this is why you do not give republicans the or uh, uh, those who ascribe to those policies, you don't give them positions of power because we always should try to elevate our better angels in this, in this world, in this, uh, this short period of time that we have on the planet. But Republicans, um, to use their, their positions of power to cause pain... And disrupt uh, the, the homes, to kick people out of the, on the street. What do they give a shit? Who's uh, so there are more than a hundred thousand American citizens waiting for public housing? So build, build more public housing. That's ne- what what oh boom poof, poof, mind blown. Uh, you build more public housing. Why are you kicking people out on the street? Give them a path to citizenship. Then like Obama tried to. No, because you don't. That's not the. That's not the point. They don't. They don't care. Who, uh, whether somebody has a path to citizen, citizenship, they don't give a shit. Go die. Go home. Get out of here. They, uh, they. They. don't care if the Republican uh, or the conservative uh, agenda, the greed-centered agenda, caused their the their home country to be uh, a failed state. What do they care? Get Get out of here. They don't even, you know, public housing. That do. When does a, a Republican ever pull a goddamn hair for a, a public housing? What do they care? They don't. Like they work. Like they're really sitting around thinking about public housing. How? We, how oh, there are a hundred thousand American citizens waiting for public housing in Houston, te- Texas. Build more public housing, then, or 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 maybe look into why. Why do we have so many people waiting for public housing? Is it oh because I thought we had such a great economy? Everybody was soaring on the wings of uh, of of twittlerdom. All the successes, you know, that that we were that he created by allowing corporations to dump their coal ash into our streams. Who could have thought? I thought everybody were on the you know we're flying high, looking down on creation. No, no. Um, why? Why do we have such income disparity and upward in mobility? And this Ben Carson wants us to think that he's sitting around caring. He's weeping and sweating about. Oh, these people have no homes in in you in Houston. They were on the waiting list. What are we gonna do? do? You think he ever cared? That some some aide pulled out a statistic for him. And they're, see, because they understand Republicans uh, are they they use the mantle of um, of normal people, right? They try to pretend they're normal people with empathy who care and are in our government for altruistic reasons. They're they they it's they're pretending they're portraying that. So somebody, oh, give me a statistic. Uh, let me, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet at this lady like I care. Like Ben Carson doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Anyway, his entire, uh, I don't know, how long has he been in his position? Over a year. You think he cracked a book about anything that has anything to do with the, the, his, uh, his agency? He's an embarrassment. They're all embarrassments. In fact, he went to here's the other thing that embarrassed me. I mean that just pissed me off. This whole this this is what I can't stand about Republicans besides everything else is them trying they they throw their these statistics back at us as if they care. You know what I mean? Like because they know we care. We have empathy. We are normal people. Normal people who are emotionally mature and have grown and emotionally we're humans, you know, we're human beings. The goddess of nature who created us made us uh, interdependent. And part of that interdependence is that we have empathy for each other. That's because we are supposed to live in community with each other, that we're supposed to help each other. That's why you feel if you see somebody hurt, you you have a se- you you want to help them you have a sense of injustice if you see injustice you want to help justice do you know what i'm saying that because we're in it together not but some people like trump and a lot of the republicans they're they don't have that that whatever that is that what that we developed when we developed normally as normal when we grew up and we developed our emotional maturity they they only picked it up in the elevator. They saw that some people have uh have empathy and they they very they're very good at mimicking it. But you think for once for uh, that when Ben Carson got into his position in HUD that he said that now what am I do- going to do? Um I what am I going to do about those 100,000 American citizens waiting for public housing in Houston, Texas? No, I'm sure he he spent more time combing through the catalog for expensive desks than he ever did worrying about people waiting for public housing. So his answer to, uh, the, uh, to those on the waiting list in public housing is to kick kids out onto the street, kick, uh, uh, kick a lot more people out onto the street, including Mer- American citizens. And, ha- and on top of it, the, they, ha- they get the added bonus of pitting um, human beings, Americans and otherwise, against each other. Because, the, of course, you get the regular average Joe moron Republicans jumping up. Of course not. Don't let them, uh, you know, they should, they should have the consequences. If they have it illegal in their home... They should feel the consequences. Put the, get them out on the street. So they pit people against each other. So this is the kind of society they create. So you get a, say, a society of hate, division, suspicion, fear, where you're, people are, are uh, you know, I mean, what kind of a society is that? Well, that's a society that Republicans love. Because that's when they can have their big authoritarian daddy squatting up there in the White House, misspelling tweets, and, um, you know, riding us all to the bank. And installing all his flunkies in, in in these positions that they have absolutely no business being anywhere near. Ben Carson, give me a effing break go go do some brain surgery Why, why isn't he doing brain surgery? I, I thought he was a brain surgeon is, is he right? Why isn't he doing brain surgery? why is he why is he buying expensive desks in HUD and looking like an asshole? because this is where's is this uh, clip I was going to play. Oh God, you see what I'm saying? Um. There's many. Oh yeah. Because uh, this one of the representatives, the, during uh, Ben Carson's testimony, he, he there was a hearing. We'll just let me just play it. You could you'll know, see what I'm talking about because he's an idiot.
2: Disparity in REO rates. Do you know what an REO is? An Oreo. R. No, not an Oreo. R- an R E O. R E O. Real, real estate. What's the O stand for?
3: E-Organization?
2: Owned. Real estate owned. That's what happens when a property goes to foreclosure. We call it an REO. Mm -hmm. And FHA loans have much higher REOs. That is, they go to foreclosure rather than to loss mitigation or to non-foreclosure alternatives like short sales than comparable loans at the GSEs. So I'd like to know why? We're having more foreclosures that end in people losing their homes with stains to their credit and disruption to their communities and their neighborhoods at FHA than we are at the GSEs. Do you understand the relationship between the blight and the servicing problems?
3: Well, I understand that blight is a huge problem
2: and that... And that it comes from your agencies in action on servicing.
3: I'm not sure that I'm I'm willing to accept that FHA is the cause of all the blight that we have.
2: I hope you feel differently after you read the report. Yeah, I
1: mean, uh, Oreo, and then the to add the insult to the insult. What's his face? Carson tweeted out the, on his Twitter account, of course, uh, pictures of him himself with um, a bag of Oreos, and just making light. Of the whole situation, I'm going to send this saying he's going to send this to that representative, and um, all I could think of when I saw that was, well, there you go, the banality of evil. Because what does he care? He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Mm, or Oreo, and then the other thing actually I wanted to play was from the same Carson hearing. Let me see this. Hold on, I got to find it. Where he was also made to look like an asshole. He doesn't know anything of what he supposedly tasked to do.
3: Uh, are you familiar with Amway um, and what it is? With who? Um, we. Amway. Amway. Um, Amway. Come on, Mr. Secretary. Okay. Now I asked you this when you were here last year, and you asked me to be nice to you, and you turned to your staff. Amway, um, and you have an Amway um, director, and we wrote you a letter about it. And Amway, um, Office of Minority Women and Inclusion. Do you have an Amway um, director? Do you work with an Amway um, we director? Well, of course, we have a, an office of Amway, minor- um, not Amway, Amway. <laughs> um, we have we have do you a, know who that person is. We have um, Do you know who that person, person is? I cannot give you the name. Wow. Okay. Would you do me a favor would you find out and would you send me a note back so we don't ever have to repeat this again. We continue a note on that. Okay, thank you.
1: Wow. Wow. Do you, do you see what's happening? It's This is how much Republicans hate this country. You see, if you love this country, you do not put unqualified flunkies in positions of power. If you really cared about a hundred thousand American citizens on a waiting list somewhere, you don't put an unqualified flunky in charge of their of their well being. You see these 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 Departments were created to protect us, the normal American citizen or human being, from the likes of the Republican Party, from the Ben Carsons, from the greedy ghouls like Twitler and all his enablers. But Republicans, uh, they've infested it. Our, our entire body politic and they uh, they've made us sick. The, this thing, this grand experiment in liberal democracy is on its deathbed because these filthy ghouls have infested us like a like a virus. And how are we ever going to recover? They they the, these departments like the EPA, like HUD, like whatever, pick a pick a department they, they were created. Well, the EPA was created because we had a, a country whose rivers were on fire from pollution, from the, from the corporations, you know, our great corporate masters who we, aren't supposed to do anything to, to interfere with the free market. But it was so much easier for, the, for these, these capitalists to dump their shit into our public waters, our streams, that rivers were on fire, literally. And that's why the EPA was created. But, you know, to protect us from them, from the Republicans. And now the Republicans have, have overtaken it. I mean and I mean when I mean when I say republicans I mean obviously conservatives cuz a conservative rose by any name stinks and the conservatives we have now the republicans we have now are not even they're not they're not the same they're not the Eisenhower republicans or even the goddamn Nixon republicans well, of course they're crooks like Nixon and they don't mind committing treason like Nixon but they, these people are—they are beyond. They—they uh, they're, have gone straight to authoritarian fascism. Just look at their standard bearer. Look at who the hell they put in—in in, in charge. And w- will they ever do anything to um, to stop him? No, because the ultimate goal—they—they they don't care how much Donald Trump. Um, embarrasses us, how much he denigrates this, the, the institutions, how much he denigrates the office of the presidency and everybody else, or, or, or violates his oath of office, commits obstruction of justice, or, or colludes with foreign adversaries. They don't care because they don't want a democratic system. He's helping them. He's a means to an end to them. So if you, so if you see somebody like like Ben Carson, I mean, what an embarrassment! What, what what do you think Fox News would do if the shoe was on the other foot and there was a there was an unqualified Obama flunky stumbling his way through a hearing that didn't know the basic, the basic, uh, you know. Um, Whatever the the basic runnings of his of the office he supposedly oversees, what do you think they would do? It would be on a loop on Fox News, but Republicans, what do they give a shit you know, and then today right before I went on the air there i could i can't even believe it this um John Voight, the actor the the actor right <laughs> I say actor with quotes like because when, oh, on top of you know republicans are so they're so boring too whenever a, a republican tries to insult me i guess i uh they always like oh you're a comedian uh, you yeah, they always say put that in quotes like i give a shit because the fact is if a republican thinks that uh i'm funny then i'm doing it wrong you know if it, if a republican it doesn't um, isn't upset with me, then I'm doing it incorrectly. And whenever I get uh, a hate mail from a re- Republican or whatever saying or trying to insult me, I don't consider it an insult. I consider it validation that I'm doing it right. So keep it coming. Really, I'm not kidding. If they weren't attacking me, then I what's the point? Let them attack, and what? And, and I always wonder, what are they attacking? Too we we are on the right side of history here. Liberals, progressives, everything that is worthy of the of being a great country that that we have uh, been the proponents of, everything that has allowed these Republicans, the the ones who want to attack, you know, the average Joe Republicans that that are attacking they they're the ones you know we we have allowed the uh you know we liberals fought for the uh 8-hour work day or the weekend or living wages social security um you know the things that make america great allow the uh, american people to have a decent life and and it's uh it's really a, a testament to the power of propaganda how how easily fooled these morons are but anyway we know it's always about divide and conquer so what was i going to say i mean to ha- it, it was it's embarrassing to watch a grown man i don't you think if see if if ben carson had any self respect he would he would say i'm really sorry ma'am obviously I I shouldn't be anywhere near the office of uh housing and urban urban development. I have no business being anywhere near this position. Just as anyone without any kind of training has no business doing brain surgery. How is I mean it just goes to show you how republicans can even those that are supposedly intelligent that have skills like brain surgery can uh, also be complete in other morons. But right before I went on the air, I saw this tweet that John Voigt put out. I, I, right, I, I mean, do these people have any self-respect? Let me just play it because he's he's telling us. Let me. I'm just trying to find it. Hold on. He, John Voight, the the so-called actor, <laughs> um, he wants, he, he declares that Trump is the greatest president since since Abraham Lincoln, and he put out two tweets, I don't know why it wasn't one, probably because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing, but it doesn't mean anything, I mean, let me just play, if, if. I, if I had to be sickened to my stomach, I'm, I I feel like I need to share it with you. Hold on.
4: People of the Republican Party, <laughs> I no, know you will agree Republican with me. the Republican Party. Wait, hold on. When I-
1: Let me just stop that for a second. People, wait, is, can you hear me? Republican Party? Oh, man, hold on, guys. Most
4: respect and Most, our love. I'm
1: starting it over. <laughs> the show's going off the rails
4: when I say our president has our utmost respect and our love. This job is not easy, for he's battling the left and their absurd words of destruction. I've said this once and I'll say this again, that our nation has been built on the solid ground from our forefathers and there is a moral code of duty that has been passed on from President Lincoln. I'm here today to acknowledge the truth, and I'm here to...
1: Okay, it just stopped like that. That was the first part, and then it, it stops, and then he goes into this, this part two. I don't know why this, he didn't just make it one long tweet, and it's not even that long, but I guess, as I said, he probably didn't know.
4: country is stronger, safer, and with more jobs because our with president jobs? has made... Is every move correct?
1: His every move is correct. Don't be
4: fooled by the political left, because we are the people of this nation that is witnessing triumph. Wow. So let us stand with our president. Let us stand up for this truth, that President Trump is the greatest president since Abraham Lincoln. God bless America, and may God continue to guide this nation.
1: Wow. Where the fuck do I live? President Trump... So-called President Trump. He did everything correctly. He's the greatest president. And you notice how he says, "People of what did he say? The Republican people, or something like?" That. Wait, hold on. Let me just play that first part again.
4: People of the Republican Party.
1: Right. <laughs> people of the Republican Party. I wish, honestly, take the people of the Republican Party and get the fuck out and build a goddamn wall around it. Whatever that is, the people of the Republican Party secede, please. This is the other thing that gets me insane with the these right-wingers and and these red states. So, for instance, last week, of course, we're, we were talking about abortion, right? And it's uh, Alabama and all these uh, right-wing states. Let me see. Hold on. Alabama... And these right-wing states, they're attacking abortion because, you know, the, the time is right because Trump is in office, and even though it doesn't matter how many abortions he's paid for throughout his career, being a Studio 54 prowler and a sexual deviant, so it doesn't matter how many abortions he's responsible for. See, the hypocritical Republicans and the evangelicals, they think Trump is sort of some kind of I think they call they compare him to King David who oh, who had all these flaws and because they think they're living in the end times and frankly I wish the, I wish they would get the hell out of here. They, I wish they would rapture the f out of here and leave us all alone to have a decent civilization and uh but you know they continue to drag us down to their level. So uh, so Alabama is coming after women's rights because i always think yeah it, what they're doing is th- they're not decreasing the number of abortions they're decreasing the number of safe abortions and they and the, and the uh, they're decreasing the number of women who are alive because there were there's always been abortion and there always will be and they th- th- what they're doing is making it unsafe so um and uh as we were saying last week, if the republicans and in, in these states if they didn 't like abortion, they should vote democratic because the abortion rates have gone down under democratic policies like like reality based family planning and uh let me see alabama population that 's what I was looking at um and what I was, what pisses me off, it's, so there's 4, 4.8 million people in Alabama. That seems like a lot. Yeah, I guess so. But I thought there was uh, less, but let me see. New York population. Population. 8.63 million. That can't be 4 million. I thought there was a lot more. California 39 maybe I'm not looking it up correctly 39 million people in California 4.8 million in Alabama well, it doesn't even matter Mississippi 2.9 but but cuz what i was thinking is these these small states that are dragging us all down to their level that don't even have the population of Staten Island and, uh, you know, people from all over the world do not travel and dream of going to Alabama. You know, I, I, I live in Queens. I'm, I live in, uh, on the seventh floor of an apartment building. And I look out to uh, my window here and I could see the skyline of New York City. And it's an, an iconic view and i sometimes at night especially it's a beautiful view there the lights and uh, the it's i say to myself because I, even though i see it all the time i i think sometimes i'll take a moment and i'll think this is a view that people from all over the world dream of seeing with their own eyes and there it is right in front of me and it makes me it makes and i and i also think of uh yeah, you know, when you see the moon in the sky over the Empire State Building, and I just think, oh, how lucky I am to to see this uh, this image, you know, with my own eyes, and to live here in this great city of diversity and culture and uh, art and history, uh, but uh, and and there's so many people, uh, in fact, in Queens, they call it the world's borough because it and it is the most culturally diverse area in the entire country, according to the census. Well, the last census. but And we can live together. This is what I think. When I think about other parts of the country, and I know people from, from other parts of the country, like my friend Sherry Sutton, who who has come here to New York. She was born in Georgia, and she would... Say, sometimes we would be here in, in New York and I'd see somebody dressed in uh, something that looked foreign or whatever. And I remember her saying that, oh, if that if this person was walking down the street in her hometown uh, in Georgia, that uh, they would be met with a lot of suspicion. And but that's uh that's just the nature of not being exposed to to the the variety of life that there that's why i love new york so much there it, it, there's just because you're surrounded by other cultures it does not diminish your own culture unless you're a weak ass little whiny ass little bitch you know that's what i they they believe that um, if if another culture has uh, is considered you know with worthy of respect then that somehow diminishes their own culture or or extinguishes their culture this is what I gather I mean maybe I'm wrong but I I the point I'm trying to make is I th- when I saw these Alabama and uh, all these Republicans in these red these tiny ass red states making these laws that are sub- that are aimed at affecting the laws of the entire United States because this is this is what they said they they're attacking Roe v Wade uh, specifically they wanted to go to the Supreme Court because we we have thank you, Susan Collins, we have this drunken Kavanaugh on there who uh, you know, he loves He loves to uh, commit attempted rape but not allow women to have control or autonomy of their own medical decisions or health decisions or private. I mean, really, it's about privacy. That's uh, get your stinking Republican nose out of a woman's private decisions. But anyway, but I think that... Uh, who are these people um, telling us all what to, what the hell to do? These Alabama li- backward ass, um, you know, whatever. They're, they're not even. I was going to say Jesus lovers, but like they, they, they Jesus. If Jesus came back, like I said, they crucify him again. They hate Jesus. They don't. They don't follow Jesus' teachings. The only uh, sacrament in their religion, it seems, is gay bashing. And fetus loving and not even fetus, they like clumps of cells. forget the fetus they don't and once you're born, you're on your own sucker what I mean all those those uh the fifty five thousand children that Ben Carson is gonna kick out of their homes and make homeless those they were fetuses and uh they have heartbeats, but I don't think that there's when I look at the, the, the view of the, of the skyline of New York City, um, I don't think that there are people all over the globe right now dreaming of going to Alabama. They're not lying in bed or, 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 or as a child saying, one day I'm going to see the moon of Alabama. For Christ's sakes. And that's what pisses me off so so I always think, secede, why do we have these 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 albatrosses around our necks? They have entirely too much power, and for for years, we have allowed these red states to get away with entirely too much they the conservatives we've constantly. From the, from the time and the founding of this country until today, we have made too many compromises to the, to the backwards ass racists of this country. It's true. From the beginning of the country. The whole country, the reason we even had a civil war is because the country had to be, when it was founded, they had to make concessions to the, the slave owning states and the slave owners. And they knew in the founding of the country that eventually it was going to come home to roost. And, of course, like every other country on earth, we couldn't get rid of slavery just by uh, legislative action. We had to send 500,000 Americans to early graves to do so. So, I mean, it never stops. And, and it's always a compromise. Compromise, uh, you know... I mean, even the, up to the Civil War, the Missouri Compromise, the whatever compromise, and it's we're always compromising with with evil. What is uh, and and it's still happening today. When I think about Nancy Pelosi, and and this is what I wanted to talk about in the second hour, on top of I mean, there's so many other things going on. I but it's hard. It's hard to even pinpoint. What, what do you talk about when everything is like a, it's a fire hose of news? When we have this this illegitimate Putin puppet who committed obstruction of justice. And no, Mueller did not exonerate him. And he gets up in front of uh, America in his bully pulpit and lies continuously, lie upon lie, upon misspelled lie. Attacking and denigrating this country and dragging us down, just like Alabama drags us, trying to drag us down to their level. If only Alabama was pro life, I wish. I wish they were pro life. They would be f- for universal health care, universal high, higher education, universal living wages, retirement security. No, they're not. For, they're not pro life. They're pro-birth. And that's the end of the story. It, it, you know, period, end of sentence. And f- so I was... Th- the other thing I want to talk about in the other half is this uh, Trump... Is, you know, uh, Nancy Pelosi... Say, uh, this fight between Trump and Nancy Pelosi. It's not even... It's not Nancy Pelosi fighting with him. This is the other thing. When you watch the corporate media... They're like, oh, uh, the Trump and Nancy Pelosi are exchanging barbs. No, they're not. Trump is pooping his diapies, and Nancy Pelosi is trying to be polite and political and sticking her finger in the air, trying to figure out which way the goddamn wind blows. It's ridiculous. And if, she, if he does not deserve impeachment... Then who the hell does? He committed obstruction of justice. There were—I don't—I just forgot how many times. (laughs) I mean, we all forgot. How can we? How can we remember how many times? Because i I actually put this article aside. Now I can't find it. But but it was there were specific instances of obstruction of justice that, and they they, can't—they—they couldn't um, indict supposedly because he's the president. That's the other thing that pisses me off. What like I understand. Okay, I do get it. You you if you have a legitimate president in the office and then you have the Republican party, let's say, right? Which is what they do. They go after their political rivals. So, you have one party trying to govern while another party of of uh, greed-centered little trolls nipping at their heels, trying to destroy democracy. And uh, if, uh, if a president can be indicted, you'd have constant indictments. So if you actually had a president that was legitimately working for the people, you, you, don't, you don't want him to be or her to constantly be under uh, having to go to court with all these indictments. So I guess that's why there's so, this so-called unofficial rule um, where presidents can't be indicted. But what if you have a president who is a traitor, who is, a, who is committing obstruction of justice in plain view, again and again and again? And there were, there were specific instances of obstruction of justice. And what if he is a, an authoritarian wannabe with dictator envy and a pension for sexual assault? And Nancy Pelosi says she's going to – she prays? Well, that's the other thing. Oh, um, he's not worth it. Bullshit. Well, is the American um, – the grand experiment in liberal democracy worth it? What's it going to take? And I guess I do want to save this for the other half because I'm looking at the time and if I start going into it, but I just think who well, who the hell should be impeached if not Trump? What He's begging for it. And the other thing, it's not um, – they're saying, of course, Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to impeach Trump because she thinks it's going to be uh, politically advantageous for him, which I don't think so. It's not – it's not – um uh, he's not popular this isn't bill clinton bill clinton they the uh, the republican party turned impeachment into a political cudgel they like they do with everything else because this is why we're in damn trouble because we have a an opposition party the democratic party that is not playing hardball. They're, they're playing by the rules. They're being nice. And they're, they're sending, sending politely written, strongly worded letters um, while we have a president who was outright telling his, his minions not to comply with a co-equal branch of government. And then you have Jerry Nadler sending... They're not even strongly worded letters. These are, oh, please, won't you please join us for a a hearing? What do you expect? This is how democracies die. This uh, this has happened before. We've watched other, uh, it's very, republics are very tenuous. And we're watching one die right before our very eyes. Because we don't have a, a, we a, first of all, we have a very weak system it's not um a, a republic that is that is propped up by legal bribes it isn't really working for the general welfare and then you have an opposition party that is going along the the opposition party isn't one that they just want to get back to the old good old days of the d l c Democrats where the the dlc was throwing the the american working class into a wall at 50 miles an hour instead of the 90 miles an hour that the fascists demand so anyway i don't know guys sometimes i'm like it seems like i guess it seems hopeless at times but and then sometimes i think okay when um In in a thousand years when, uh, not archaeologists, whoever, sociologists look up, study this time, maybe they'll look up this show and they'll see that we were uh, were aware of what what was going on, but powerless to do anything about it. What are you going to do? How uh, when we when the the wants and needs of the working class have a statistically significant effect on government policy, that says that the system is broken, and and the way that the Republicans want it, ultimately they want it broken for good. They don't want. A democracy at all they they'll allow us our local elections don't this is exactly what happened in ancient Rome. They had elections too they had elec- they had local elections they were still allowed the 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 illusion uh, that they were free and all throughout the Roman empire, when it when it transitioned from a republic to an empire, they still wore SPQR, for the Senate and the people of Rome. The, the emperor said, oh, this is all for the Senate and the people of Rome. Same shit, different day. Here we are. But... I, uh if you if we we're it's not even it's not a drill anymore so when you when I, I began the show talking about ben carson and thinking this is how much the republicans hate this country and hate the the system of government that they supposedly love you know they're out there hugging the flag and all but they're putting unqualified flunkies in in our body politic That's these open, outward displays of patriotism. Patriotism is the last refuge of scoundrels. As uh, as Ben, Ben Carson. (laughs) As Ben Franklin said, I was going to say Ben Carson. He wouldn't say anything profound. He's a moron. God help the person whose brain he operated on. But if you truly love this country, you don't put... Unqualified assholes in charge. You don't put the unqualified flunkies in positions of authority, but Republicans do. And you twist. You don't twist the, uh, the your uh, agenda around uh, somebody's heartstrings using the so-called the uh, 100,000 Americans who are supposedly waiting for public housing as some kind of um, hammer. To beat others over the head with, as as a justification to throw other Americans and undocumented human beings out onto the street and create more problems, but Republicans hate this country. That's it. They're not working for us. You see, I always think about you know you love you love your I love my cats right I don't I wouldn't leave my cats in charge with not in charge Why well, I, lo- I wouldn't leave them in charge. I wouldn't leave somebody who hates cats in charge of the cats when I went away or something you If you love something, you take care of it. you don't make a mockery of it. you don't put somebody who sh- has no business anywhere near it unless you're try unless you're trying to give the outward appearance that 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 everything yeah that every, that you love the country while you could well uh, uh meanwhile you're robbing us blind the, that's the only reason they want government they they want their positions in government so they it's like uh it's an inside job it's so much easier to rob the bank from the inside than it is to go storming in with guns right <sighs> Jesus, help me. And I don't even believe in you, Jesus. All right, guys. We're going to take a break. Don't you think I need a break? I need a break. I need some tea. I'm going to make some tea in my Resist Francis Jr. Jr. mug. Available at the RDT Daily merchandise store. Which you can get to at rdtdaily.com. And... You can go to the Facebook page and get to the merchandise from there. And the shirt, you can buy shirts and swag, gifts, things like that. That helps keep us going. All right, my name is Tara Devlin, and let me see. I'm just trying to make sure we're all still together. And everybody is still with me? Good, good. Okay, I see you in the back. All right, I'll be back in, uh, I want to thank you for listening. I'll be back in about eight minutes. We have the Green News Report, and then with uh, with Brad and Desi, and then we will have um, Labor History in two, and I'll see you on the other side. My name is Tara Devil, and I'll see you soon. Now, the
0: top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. Missouri is under a state of emergency, hit by at least 13 tornadoes in just the last 24 hours.
5: Beleaguered Midwest walloped by tornadoes and floods.
4: Sadly, carbon emissions have carried on increasing even after uh, the Paris Agreement.
5: New worst-case study finds Miami and other coastal cities inundated by century's end. Louisiana unveils ambitious plan to retreat from rising seas, plus... Good news and bad, as Trump's EPA changes how it measures air pollution deaths.
0: Well, let's just change how we measure good news and bad. All of that good news and bad, straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent, green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. They want to knock down all buildings in Manhattan and rebuild them without windows. You know about that, right? No, it's crazy what they're saying. So many different things. It's crazy what they're saying? This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, it seems like we have been covering disastrous weather uh, for more than a month now. In the Midwest and central
5: U.S.? Unfortunately, yes. When the National Weather Service warned of extreme storms this week, they were right. As of airtime, at least seven have been killed. More than 130 reported tornadoes in a five-day period, including a violent night tornado that struck Jefferson City, Missouri. New flooding in Oklahoma and Missouri... And a heads up, the National Weather Service is now forecasting an early extreme heat wave for the southeast.
0: Well, pay attention. They were right about all of their warnings so far, and... Boy, I think we ain't seen nothing yet.
5: We now have the first named storm of the 2019 Atlantic hurricane season. Subtropical storm Andrea started the party early, two weeks before the official start of the Atlantic hurricane season on June 1st. This marks the fifth year in a row that a named storm has formed in the preseason. Weather Underground reports that a second named storm is now spinning in the South Atlantic off the coast of Brazil. This is the first time on record that we've seen two named storms spinning simultaneously in both the North and the South Atlantic. Yeah,
0: but why worry?
5: Meanwhile, a new study projects that global sea levels could rise more than two meters, that's more than six feet, by the end of the century. Oh.
0: That's why I worry.
5: That would have profound consequences for humanity, of course, but it's only if global governments do nothing to cut humanity's greenhouse gas emissions. Oh,
0: they will do nothing.
5: The new forecast is double the projections made by UN scientists just a few years ago. Now six feet would inundate major coastal cities like New York, Miami, and Shanghai, and pretty much most of the nation of Bangladesh, and it could ultimately force the migration of nearly 200 million people. In an interview on Al Jazeera, Lead study author Dr. Jonathan Bamber of the University of Bristol said he believes it to be a worst-case scenario, but he did warn that governments should begin planning now as a precaution.
0: They
4: won't. The two-meter sea level rise that we, we project to 2100 is not the most likely scenario. So it is one that we should consider if we want to plan and adapt to future sea level rise. It was based on the assumption that we carry on increasing our Um, emissions of greenhouse gases into the future and I mean sadly carbon emissions have carried on increasing even after uh, the Paris Agreement in
0: 2015. Which, by the way, is something that Donald Trump is very proud about. He bragged about it at his rally on uh, Monday in Pennsylvania.
5: Before this disturbing new study on sea level rise came out, the state of Louisiana unveiled a sweeping new plan, the very first of its kind in the United States, to manage the retreat of its population away from risky coastal areas. Mm. The strategy includes steps like voluntary buyouts to help people move away, and ways to prepare inland communities to accommodate the influx of new people. Louisiana is losing a football field of land every hour to rising oceans, while the land, scarred by decades of dredging by the oil industry, is sinking. Democratic Governor John Bell Edwards said in a statement, quote, We have to be realistic about the current and future effects of coastal land loss and plan today to develop Louisiana's next generation of communities. Finally, some good news and some bad news. The good news is that the Trump Environmental Protection Agency this week backed off a far-reaching proposal that would have changed how it calculates future deaths from air pollution by assuming that there's no real benefit to reducing certain types of microscopic air pollution any further so it's just not worth the cost to industry. After all, if you can show that there are fewer benefits to reducing pollution, it makes it much easier to justify weakening pollution standards. Scientists say that proposal is not based in science, but luckily the EPA has now backed off the proposal. But the bad news is the agency says it will issue it later this year.
0: Of course they will. For much more on all of these reports and the ones we couldn't get to today, Check out our website at
5: greennews.bradblog.com.
0: Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. And please help continue the Green News Report far into the future by stopping by bradblog.com donate. Thank you. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report.
5: I need some good news.
0: This has been the Green News Report on the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn.
6: I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Tune. On this day in labor history, the year was 1943. That was the day 50,000 striking rubber workers ended their five-day walkout in Akron, Ohio. It was World War II, and the no-strike pledge was in full effect. Bosses were awash in defense contract profits. At the same time, they used the no-strike pledge to violate collective bargaining agreements, crank up assembly line production, and ignore grievances. As one sympathetic headline read, workers forced to strike in defense of their living standards, slashed by soaring prices, taxes, and anti-union profiteers. Workers at Goodyear, Firestone, and Goodrich had petitioned the War Labor Board for an eight-cent raise and shift differentials that they were entitled to per the Little Steel formula. For a year, they waited patiently and were outraged when they learned the board had only granted a three-cent raise. Firestone and Goodrich workers threw down their tools immediately and poured out of the factories. Goodyear workers soon followed. In a protest telegram to the board, United Rubber Workers leaders pointed out that living costs had increased by 23% since January 1941. They also noted that essential to maintaining the no-strike agreement was a just settlement of grievances and a $25,000 cap on executive salaries, neither of which had been adhered to. The walkout was one of the first major challenges to the no-strike pledge. Women took the lead as picket captains and dispatchers. Their leadership was accepted without question. Flying pickets cruised the city to enforce picket lines. Black workers at Firestone, impressed by the union's fight for equal rights, figured prominently in the strike. Workers returned to the job with their spirits high, having forced the board to reconsider their demands. Labor History in 2 brought to you by the Illinois Labor History Society and the Rick Smith Show.
1: Yo, welcome back. Guys, thanks for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app and GDPR Revolution 99, which is another great liberal radio station. If you haven't bookmarked it yet, please do it right now. Also, become a patron. I want to thank my patron supporters. We need a lot more patrons, but it always makes me very happy when I get a new patron. And I just want to give a shout out to the patrons. Now, I I don't know uh, the the uh, my latest patrons, the the new patrons, Katie and Tom uh, O'Malley said, please use our last names. I don't know why. I don't. I guess I just. What does it matter, right? So I'm gonna use some last names right now, and if you don't want me to use your last name, I guess tell me. But who cares, right? Really. Um, Michael Browning, Lisa Minor, Joey Bay, Michael Drudding. Uh, please forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, because I'm uh, I'm only I'm only a girl. Daniel S. Stam, Sam Stallard, Michael L. De- Deason. Gail Pilat, Jim Altman, Randall Blanchard, David Bonello, Gary Robinson, James Shue, Anthony Summer, Martin Screeton, Cynthia Overbaugh, Dwayne Galeski, Peter Ritz, Jane Clebinger, John Jones, and Susan Schaefer. I want to thank you all. You are my backbone. You're my. I don't know. You are my the wind beneath my wings. And I'm not saying that to be s- stupid. You're what keeps me going. Sometimes I'm sitting around and I'm thinking, what is the point? I'm sure we all think that sometimes. And then I remember that there are people that uh, and the other uh, and everybody who joins on the YouTube channel and and on the Facebook channel every week. I mean, we're kind of spread out. Maybe one day we I should consolidate and just do it on YouTube or something. And, I don't know, maybe YouTube and Facebook. But because we are, we're being broadcast on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on the RDT Daily channel. We're on the Mike Malloy channel. We're on the Progressive Voices channel. We're on the Tarabuster channel. And if you're, so maybe different, we have different communities. The YouTube the group is pretty solid. And, uh, so is the Facebook group, but I get to know you all a little bit. I see when I don't see you, I wonder in my mind where you are, but I, I, I thank you. There's a, there's a, there's a core group of people and I hope that we, we grow and we will grow because we started, honestly, I started Republican dirty tricks in 2009 and, the facebook page i remember i had 500 likes on the facebook page and i remember thinking oh my god that's amazing i just couldn't believe that i that 500 people were cared enough to like the page and now we have 150,000 likes and i th- i have a feeling the same will be with the show so the show is relatively new i've been doing it maybe you know, this this format I was on Progressive Voices for a while, just doing the tirades. A lot of you guys know from They Know Me or were introduced to me by those two-minute tirades that I used to do. And then we did the one-hour show, and now we have the two-hour show. And my goal, ultimately, is to do a show every day. But I cannot do a show every day until we get more patrons. That's just the way it is. Because there is, you know, the financial considerations. I the only reason I have to work. That's the thing. So I do it on the weekends and when I have time. And speaking of okay, I just want to tell you um you can also donate here just as an aside, sorry. You can donate a one off. That's fine too. It all goes to keep the site going and it keeps uh helps us pay people who write for the site and you know I mean it really just goes right back into the site and to the show, so the other you could also do one off on uh YouTube they have super chats you can do a donation there or on the r g t daily site itself you can do one off donations if you don't want to do do a patron but i'm cons- i I'm asking you to be a patron, but that's uh I know. People have financial considerations, and there's somebody. Everybody wants you to be a patron. You're just being pulled in so many different directions, but I understand. Thank you for choosing Tarabuster. All right, guys. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. On I'm going to Mike Malloy's gathering in Georgia on the seventh of uh, of June. So in two weeks, there won't be a show on Saturday, uh, and I will do a show during the week probably maybe Thursday or Friday I'm not really sure yet I I I want to do it closer to the 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 actual Saturday that we would usually do it so it doesn't seem stale when for the people who listen later on you know what I mean so well, but there will be a show it won't it will not be on Saturday and that's the uh Malloy when is it let me just see it's uh it's the seventh to the ninth or something like that. I don't know. You know what I'm saying. The other thing I have to announce is I'm going to be on a panel in this is on aug in August of uh of this of this year, of course, not next year. That's too far in advance. Um I'm just trying to get the where the heck is it? I'm, I can't believe I even agreed to this. But it, it should be fun. Because <laughs> I, I can't even believe that they even asked me, to. I mean, that's the other thing. So it's something called the MINDS event, M-I-N-D-S. So it's to, to foster dialogue between human beings, right, or something. I'm going to be on a panel called The Great Migration, a discussion on digital and physical in, immigration. Panelists include me, Daisy Cousins, Lauren Chen. They're supposed to be a bunch of different people from different persuasions, like a like a Republican, a Libertarian. I, I see some normal people on here, other other liberals. And the topic it is hosted by, the it's uh, Stephen Knight is the moderator. Anyway, it'll be fun hope I hope hopefully you guys can somebody can come. There's a there's a price, there's a fee. I don't get any of this fee, but there is a uh, a discount if you guys want to go to the event. Uh, go check out my Twitter feed at RealTara Devlin and go to click the link on I've I've pinned it to the top and you use the code TARABUSTER for a, for a discount. I think it's 10% or 15% off the prices. So anyway, I don't get any of that money, but I'll be there. I'm not getting paid to be there. I'm just letting you know, but I'm going to be there anyway. This is what we do. We don't get paid in the liberal world. We just do it anyway. We do it. It's a labor of love. We don't have billionaire backers. Now I'm going to go into my rant of being, uh, of how it pisses me off. Um, we don't have billionaires like the Mercer family supporting us. We have each other. That's why I ask you to be a patron. Uh, it's good and bad. I-, I wish I had a blind benefactor, not literally blind, you know, a silent partner. Uh, well, that would be nice that just said, hey, we really love what you're doing. Here's some... Money keep you going, and then I won't have to ask you for money, and I won't have to hawk shirts and and mugs and whatnot. But um, that's just the way it is. We don't have. This is what liberals do. Liberals don't. The liberal. I mean, I know that Tom Steyer is out there. Um, he's funding a lot of lot of stuff, but he doesn't fund us. Um, I I do know that the progressive voices people the 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 executives went around with progressive voices doing pitches to well-heeled liberals to trying to get them to fund progressive voices put some money into this thing so we can grow and be, become something and be a a, a contender right and it th- and let me just say they were less than successful because i don't know what the hell is wrong with the liberals the, the liberal millionaires or billionaires or whatever they just don't put money into the the media and that's sort of dumb that is really putting the the, the it the they're like how if you're a liberal billionaire let's say and your your cause is climate change and this is we have you know somebody has a specific cause they want to back you don't get that word out without a platform. And so it doesn't make any sense to me. And as, as we've discussed before, the American Revolution was a—it uh, began in whispers in a tea shop through where people shared pamphlets, these pla- pamphleteers. That, that was the Twitter of their day. Passed out the the pamphlets where they had the the they dared whisper about independence from the king, and their intergenerational monarchy and aristocracy. Uh, it just pisses me off because that's that's where the the billionaires on the right they that's what they they understand. You and I think it's only because it comes from. The fact that they have nothing in reality to boast about, they have to enlist a the the propagandists basically that's what Breitbart is Breitbart that hack Andrew Breitbart yeah, I know he's uh he's burning in hell or whatever right now, but they he was given six million dollars to start that rag. He's there's nothing the, you know, the only thing good about him or the only thing special about him was that he was willing to sell his own country down the river. Just like the rest of these filthy Republicans. That's all you got to do is have uh, absolutely no scruples and no and and just care about yourself that's That's what it takes to be a republican and anyway from the from the average Joe Republican right up the chain of command to twitler himself, all you gotta do to be a Republican is care about you yourself and you and nobody else, and that's it and be a hypocrite that's the other thing, but they you know. Uh, That's what Andrew Breitbart, you couldn't pay me enough money to sit here and lie to you and get you to cheer your own demise and stir up hatred and division against the oppressed minorities because it works to the advantage of the elite. They love us ripping each other's throats apart over racial lines, especially. They laugh all the way to the bank. And that's why I always say I hate the Republican. The average Joe Republican is such a dupe, falling for the oldest tricks in the book constantly. Divide and conquer, and it goes right. To, and it always goes back down to racism. Even that tweet when, when that we began the show with with Ben Carson. Oh, what what do we uh, don't they care about the hundred thousand Texans waiting? Or they don't even say Texans or Americans waiting for public housing that are on the waiting list when it comes when what they're really doing is kicking other human beings out of their homes because what they may have a granny that's that's undocumented in and in a home of six, seven people. And then they're all out on the street, American citizen or otherwise, because you know, that, that, that racism sells. That's what keeps them going. It keeps them stupid. As long as they can kick down on somebody else. They don't get it. How And they fall for it all the time. So I'm looking. Joe Biden is trending? Why? Why? Help me. On Twitter. Joe Biden is twen- trending. Why? Why? I have no idea. I'll have to look into it later. Sometimes you could just look and you can figure it out, but Joe Biden's re- trending, but for no. oh, anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm not going to bash Joe Biden today. You you guys know how I feel. Um, obviously I'll vote for him if he, if he's the candidate, but I think there's a lot better choices to be, um, the democratic candidate. And I can't wait for the debates because I hope that we'll weed, weed some of them out and we'll really get cooking. But anyway, and uh, what else? Uh, speaking of, let's talk about the Democratic Party, and we'll talk about Twitler um, having a fight with Nancy Pelosi, and Nancy Pelosi um, trying, I guess, not to impeach Trump, which I feel is really stupid. Now let's let's I I believe um, if. If not Trump, who the hell deserves impeachment? What do you got to do to get impeached up in this bitch? You got to get a blowjob? What do you got to do? I mean, there's only been two presidents that have been impeached, and that one was Andrew Johnson after the Civil War, and the other was Bill Clinton, because the Republican Party by that time was a, a party of politically motivated, uh, that just politically— political operatives for the billionaire class that hates democracy. So they they needed to destroy the Democratic Party. It doesn't matter. It's the same thing that happened with Obama. They they would attack him for everything. Everything and anything. True and untrue. And they went after Bill Clinton. They knew his Achilles heel was that he was a he was a womanizer. And it was the, that's the way it was from the time he was the governor of Arkansas. And who cares? I don't. I really don't. It's just, I mean, the reason, I don't even care about Trump. Let, I, I, that he's screwing around on trophy wife number three. Who cares? With a porn star, I have more empathy for Stormy Daniels. I, I feel bad for her that she feels that she has to have sex with that thing. That she ha- and it's not even have sex because you know all it's Trump just wants to stick his smaller than average Mario Kart looking penis in some in in a good looking woman it has nothing to do with you. He's not trying to give you pleasure or connect with another human being or, or express ha- love. That that's please. He's a, he's a narcissist, a sociopath. That's why he's tra- he trades up his trophy wife. Do you think in a, in, a, in a million years that uh, he would still be married to his first wife? She made the, the cardinal sin mistake, uh, according to any narcissist, she got older. She aged just like he did. He could There's no way under the sun, under the moon and stars would he be with his wife. A 72, whatever the year old woman. There's no way. Because he's not, that's how shallow and that's what he is. He's a, narcissi- he's a narcissistic asshole. So, then it's never about love. It's not about love for him. Like he and Melania are, are taking long walks and gazing into each other's eyes, dreaming about uh, uh, the future. No way. She's a trophy wife. Please. I'm sure she liked, she was appreciative of the night off that, that Stormy Daniels gave her. And I'm sure that, I mean, Trump is, he's, no, I'm, he's a horrible lover. We know that. She said so. Not that he was trying to have, uh, make love to her. He wanted to, he wanted to put his smaller than average Mario Kart looking, mushroom looking penis into a beautiful porn star. It's about a conquest to him, but anyway, the eh, that's just who he is. He's he's disgusting. He's a disgusting person on all levels, and we have allowed it, cont- it to continue. Which br- brings me back to what the hell does he have to do to get impeached? Does he have to blow Putin in Macy's window? Maybe he has to get that right down and uh and do the whatever you know. I was gonna say something. I'm not gonna say it. But he does. But I guess that wouldn't be enough. See, the other, the thing that pissed me off, Nancy Pelosi. Everybody's saying, "Oh, she's so clever that she plays Trump." And yeah, I guess anybody can get over on Trump. Kim Jong friggin' Un gets over on Trump. You don't have to be very clever to get over on him. He because he's very easily played. You know, all you gotta do is kiss his ass. He's not smart. He he can't even spell. He hasn't read a book since see uh, D- Dick and Jane, run or whatever the hell. But so Nancy Pelosi came. They they met with Trump, and of course he was he had this whole thing planned they were supposed to be meeting on infrastructure and Trump had the windows closed or the curtains closed because he had the press uh gathering outside it was a it was a stunt so he can go outside he he came into the meeting and said I'm not going to do anything on infrastructure until you stop investigating me because you know you're so innocent that you don't want to be investigated. Only, the innocent just don't want to be investigated. And, and like we heard throughout the entire year about, with the, and more with the Mueller report, how Trump didn't want, to, didn't want to give his testimony because he was going to fall into a perjury trap, which isn't a thing. What's a perjury trap? You're a liar. There is no perjury trap. That is not a thing. If you're not a liar, you don't worry about a perjury trap. It's a perjury trap when you're a prolific liar. It's not a trap. You just can't help committing perjury. But, you know, that's Republicans, a perjury trap. They just made up a whole different thing. But so Nancy Pelosi and and Chuck Schumer, these weak-ass Democrats, came out and they were saying, oh, what a shame. We wanted to give— Trump a victory we wanted to work in a bipartisan fashion you know cuz Trump came in he didn't have a he didn't have a table or a chair or whatever to sit on and he, he obviously it was a it was a stunt cuz that's all we got now that's that's what republicans have reduced legislation to it's nothing but a series of stunts and so he goes out and has a sign, a pre-made sign. No collusion, no obstruction. Well then, um, no, that's not what he said. That's not what Mueller said. Then said uh, he said there were many instances of obstruction, but that they couldn't charge him because he was the friggin' so-called president, despite receiving fewer votes. So Nancy Pelosi, the thing that really pissed me off too. So her and Chuck Schumer come out, and they start saying—they they explain what happened, that Trump um, came in, and he said he wasn't—unless they stop investigating him, no—there's no, um, in, um, going to be no deal on infrastructure. And Nancy Pelosi was saying that, oh, what a shame that is, because she really wanted to give Trump a win. Why? This is what is so irritating to me. How is it that on one hand you're saying that Trump is unfit, you're praying for him? You're praying for him? That's as, as, as powerful and af- as effective as those prayers we got for all the Marjorie, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas students that are dead. We got thoughts and prayers for them or, or, or the, 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 sh- the school shooting du jour. So he's she's praying for th- for Trump. Yeah, we we're and I I pray for Trump. No, why don't you impeach his ass? You're praying for him. Pray for this goddamn country. Pray. We didn't elect the Democrats to pray. We elected them to hold Trump accountable and the Republican Party and to right this goddamn ship of state once and for all. And but you can't. You, you know, it's like it's like being an addict or an alcoholic. You can't. The first step is uh, admitting you have a problem. If you don't admit you have a problem, how can you fix the problem? So to to go in and to say we wanted to give Trump a win. Why do you want to give him a win? Uh, like Eisenhower. The, that Pelosi agreement would have, would have been—Pelosi uh, said the infrastructure agreement would have been big and bold, like Eisenhower's uh, infrastructure bills. Why are you um, comparing him to Eisenhower? Why do you want to give him a—she's not, not comparing him to Eisenhower. She wants to give him a win, like Eisenhower. Why are you trying to give this illegitimate Putin put, put, any win? This is what I don't understand. See, the Democrats are still stuck in this, this fantasy that if they act like like normal human beings that who can legislate, that they're gonna get some Republican defectors. They're gonna that they're gonna attract the moderates. Like this country is so supposedly run by moderates, it's not. It's run by. Well, I mean, what is a moderate anyway? According to this, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi or anybody, what do they, what do they think is a moderate? Somebody who is just a just slightly racist, who knows how to keep their racism under wraps and polite company. No, um, this country is not center right. There is no center. What's the center? People want Social Security. They want Medicare. They want a government that works. And if we had effective, le- uh, affection- effective leadership instead of this mealy mouth bullshit, they w- maybe the Democrats would actually win if they understood that, you know, you're fighting on the right side of history. There's no reason to apologize for it. And if you, uh, uh, you know, enough with the polite letters. If Donald Trump is such a danger, why are you trying to give him a win on infrastructure? impeach his ass already and let the american people decide i know we have a a fox news channel a, a 24/7 propaganda outlet that is it that is obviously pro authoritarian putin puppet but what do you think a, an impeachment hearing would look like you get the amer the american people would be riveted and then you they get to hear over and over day after day after day This the crimes of this illegitimate asshole squatting in the White House despite receiving fewer votes. You don't come out on one hand and say this guy is illegitimate. He's unfit for office, but I want to give him a big win with infrastructure. Yeah, you do. You want to give the people, uh, you know, you still want to work for the American people, but you you don't give this asshole a win. They, I don't understand Democrats. This is why they lose, and I don't give a shit. They keep saying like de- like Nancy Pelosi is some kind of uh, she's uh, playing checkers, I mean chess with while Trump's playing checkers, bullshit. Uh, enough is enough. If, you're, if somebody is so unfit, um, impeach his ass, and they know they unless he's not unfit. Why are you giving this unfit Putin puppet a win? Oh, I, what a shame. We really wanted to bring uh, – do you think that – I mean, how stupid – I'm sorry. I'm, I'm hitting the microphone – are these Democrats that they want to give Trump a win. Now, we're trying to win in a friggin' election. First of all, that's that, that. This is what they keep saying. Oh, they, we got to get rid of Trump. We got to get rid of Trump. He's not worth impeaching, but let's get him out of office. So let's give him a big win on infrastructure. So the the dumbasses will say, do well, you think they're going to say when they go to the voting booth? Well, Twittler, um he's unfit for office. But the, but Nancy Pelosi gave us a lot of uh, this great infrastructure. So. I'm going to vote for a Democrat? No goddamn way. Are these people really, are they really that delusional that they think that they are going to woo Republicans to vote for them? And if they give Twitter a win on infrastructure, do you think that he's going to be somebody who's going to, who will be gracious and acknowledge how he worked in a bipartisan fashion? with the Democratic Party, and thankfully we're, we're, we did a, a great thing for the American people. No, he's going to take full 100% credit for whatever they give him, whatever gets done, and throw the Democrats under the bus, as usual. I mean, I don't get it. And the, and, and, and Nancy Pelosi gets up there and says, I'm praying, I'm praying for the president, that he needs an intervention, he needs more than an intervention. He needs a couple of handcuffs and he needs to be dragged out of the White House. And he but he certainly doesn't need a win on infrastructure. Oh my god. I, I I don't know these Democrats really. And this is what I think. This is why we we're going to lose if uh, with this kind of thinking, with these these dumbass Democrats thinking that are Are they really that stupid to think that why are they wasting their time trying to seem reasonable when they should be fighting like uh, for their lives for our lives like we are fighting for our lives don't you don't you don't write polite letters when somebody has you um up against the wall with a knife to your throat. But this is what the, the the Democratic Party does. I I mean maybe I'm am I wrong here? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. You're gonna give him a win. You want to bring rural broadband to these these Trump states? Like they like they're gonna give you credit for that, Nancy. They're gonna take Trump is gonna take all the credit and wipe your ass all over the internet with another tirade. Jesus Christ, on a bike. Why do they allow this to, do, to, to happen again and again? This is why Democrats lose. Because the American people, they're not looking for bipartisanship. I'm sorry. Even they may say, oh, let's, um, I, I want them to work together. They want, what that means is they want effective legislation? They want a they want things to run. They want their social security. They want their socialist social security. They want their socialist Medicare. They want you know government to work for them. You know the, uh, the small government Republicans. I as I was saying last week, I call them Goldilocks. They're like Goldilocks and the three bears. Government is just right always in the ways that it helps them. All, uh, anything else that goes out of that small little m- bubble that if it helps somebody else, that's too big. But only government, you know, is just right. The fact is, the American people are liberal. They want and and what does that mean? They want a government that works. They want it to be effective. And the Republican Party um Throws, uh, throws in all their racism and division and this abortion and their anti-gay shit to keep us divided and fighting uh, uh, about bullshit. But the fact is, the Democratic Party needs to get grow up and and grow a spine for Christ's sakes. They 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 they're not going to vote for you, Nancy Pelosi. Just like Hillary Clinton the there is an entire cottage industry in the gop against uh nancy pelosi attacking nancy pelosi they don't even know why I, half of them i i there was a i work with somebody and he said some, one day cuz he listened to right wing radio right this person that i tr- and he, i tried to talk him out of it all the time of course but he would re- listen to michael savage and I remember him saying, oh, well, um, I don't like Nancy Pelosi. I hate Nancy. And I, and I turned to him. I said, why? What, what has she done? He couldn't think of a fucking thing. He's humming a hummina, hummina, hummina. I don't know. Because he heard it. He knew it. He, it was programmed in his mind. Well, I'm like, well, Nancy Pelosi actually fights for working people. And, you know, I mean, I was trying to have him open his goddamn eyes to see how he's been manipulated by the by the the propaganda channels that he listens to. But see, some people want to they they want to feel superior. That's what it's about. The that's what the right wing radio does it makes it gives them an excuse to be an asshole to not challenge their own prejudices to not challenge to to consider themselves you know the, in the hierarchy they they like being placed at the top of the of uh the food chain, so to speak but and that's you know and it gives them co- complete permission to never evolve never. Challenge themselves to always look down on other people, look down on the on the on somebody a few rungs lower on the ladder, and it and the, but they'll never learn the truth if they just continue to listen to that bullshit. But that's the way the you know that's why the Republicans want it. They need it that way. And this is why I would say that this is why the the liberal media is important. And I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear. This is the liberal media, not MSNBC. Which all all what does MSNBC do? Round and round the clock. Why don't they? They should just call themselves what? What? What position on the uh, in the poll uh, is Joe Biden at this point? That's all. That's all it is. It's this, They all they do is regurgitate polls and go into the latest Twitter tirade of twitter what what else do they do every day joe biden is up five points in the polls what i mean it's just regurgitating polls is that that's that's really what the founders had in mind right when they when they enshrined the media into our founding not the media in well the free press into our founding documents saying that it was essential for the uh, for an effective democratic society to have a free press, that's what they meant. Well, who's up in the polls? Who's down in the polls? Five, Bernie's down five points. Joe Biden's up. That's because they don't like socialism. This is I keep hearing every day. Well, a lot of Americans are against socialism. Not that they ever effing tell you what the f socialism is. They don't like socialism, but they like socialist Social Security. But you know, it's so. It, it's the. No wonder we're so dumb. I mean, that's really it. Why are we so dumb? Because it is by design. It's almost like you can't blame us for being so goddamn dumb. Everybody's so worked out from their three uniquely American low paying jobs, it's exhausting. And uh, then they turn on the news. I like Joe Biden. Why do you like Joe Biden? Well, I hate that socialism. What is socialism? I don't know. Uh, Venezuela. I, I, I mean, it's so. Ugh. I sometimes I just want to sleep. You know what I mean? And wake up in another time time zone or time or in another galaxy. Far, far away. <laughs> it's really unbelievable. I cannot believe that this country went down the tube so quickly. Because, and it's such a tragedy. When I was a child, I was, I obviously, I thought like a child, but, and I which was not that complex. And I, I believed, it's so sad, I believed we were the good guys. I believed we had a democracy. I really did. Now I know better. And I look around and I watch these Republicans now and the Democrats. Here's the thing. I believe um, this is Nancy Pelosi um, needs to not be such. I don't know. I I guess it's like, okay, what can you do at this point? It's like Twitter, He's not going to change. Somebody was saying to me the other day, I think it was my aunt. I was on the phone, which really, really annoys me. I love my aunt, but people, uh, they say things like, why does he always have to tweet? I wish he'd stop tweeting. Like, shut the fuck up. I wish he'd stop tweeting. Why does he have to tweet? We should be grateful that he's tweeting. It lets everybody see just what a moron he is. Uh, Yeah, it would be a lot worse. The next fascist we get in there is not going to be this out of control. We're not going to get the window into his world, and and it will be a him, believe me. And when he tweets, he'll know how to spell, and he's not going to be as uh, volatile. But uh, behind the scenes, he's going to destroy democracy once and for all and for good. And while Nancy Pelosi is trying to make an infrastructure bill with him, and uh, Chuck Schumer is uh, shaking his head in regret— and uh, what's his other face? Jerry, Jerry Nadler is writing a, a polite letter. So please answer our subpoenas. Why are the, you know, when you're up against the end of the, the grand experiment in liberal democracy, and that's the best you have is I have prayers for the president, then what, what are we going to do? We're, it's over. And they're gonna put Joe Biden and, and and oh, I like Joe. I like Joe because that's the only thing I know. I I haven't paid attention. I haven't looked up from this uh, stupid show I've been watching for five years. Not this show, you know, whatever. Some stupid. What's the latest show? I don't know. Whatever. But um, I know that I hear Joe Biden. I like Joe. Not not that I know anything about his policies. And this is why we're going to lose, I believe. If, and, and this is why we continue to lose, because we have so-called uh, – well, not so-called, but Democrats who are supposedly fighting for us. This is the opposition party. That's the best you can do. You have not only the, uh, legal, the, the law on your side, you have morality, humanity, dignity, decency – everything on your side everything good on your side and the best you can do is I'm praying for him here's an infrastructure bill get the fuck out of here my god this is uh I, I, you gotta, you're gonna have to step up your game Nancy why are you giving him an infrastructure bill praying for him you better we, we're the ones who need the prayers if that's the case Mamma mia. It's unbelievable. I I never saw I've never I'd never believed that how stupid we are until I'm I'm seeing it. Watching the death of this democracy because you know the we know that history is not going to be kind to twitler and all his enablers but what's it going to say about the opposition party that allowed it to happen that did nothing but send a uh, a a a, uh, a politely worded letter i know somebody said cat on the shelf is so pathetic <laughs> this is that's somebody's comments that's little francis francis He's happy. Francis, I, he's got a hood. He has to wear that cone. It's a soft cone. I, have, I ordered it special. He's used to it. He's been wearing it since he was He like, was 15 weeks. But he's nuts, you see. He licks himself. He's got mental illness. And there's like a spot on his stomach that he licks incessantly. It's, like, it's a mental tick and he licks it to the point where it uh he makes it bleed. So he has to wear that cone. It's re- and if I take it off him, now I'm trying to get him to the point where he won't lick it, but it's just it's a losing battle. And believe me, he's got a lot of there's doctors. I told you he gets he gets acupuncture. We're trying everything. He's on medication. And that's Francis right right here. He's on this resist this mug he's our, he's our mascot i mean never give up that's the bottom line no matter what your obstacles are and he's happy otherwise he just has everybody has their challenges we all have our personal challenges we all have our, our you know our our community challenges we have a big challenge cut out for us that's for sure and sometimes I, I wonder if we're, if we're going to make it. And I don't know. Um, everybody praising Nancy Pelosi. We've lost a, a lot of Democratic seats during her tenure. And, yeah, I do enjoy when she does get one over on Trump. But it's not that you don't have to be some kind of mastermind to get something over on Trump. And Nancy Pelosi um, and what's his face? Jerry Nadler. Enough is enough. When are we, what, uh, it, it, he is worth impeaching. And when, when I heard Nancy Pelosi say he's uh, Trump isn't worth it, well, what? How about the United States? Is the United States worth it? I don't know. Is the whole grand experiment worth it? Because while they're writing their polite letters about oh please mr please please mr authoritarian who met with putin secretly many times without uh, disclosing it and now is attacking the very institutions of our government that were uh that were trying to protect us from the influence of the anti-democratic authoritarian dictators oh please um you know uh won't you wa- uh, comply to our uh, to our subpoena. What are they trying to say? I mean, honestly, the what 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 they're saying is that they are a they're not a co-equal brand, branch of government. When Trump is is basically telling well, not basically, he's telling all his staff not to follow the uh a subpoena not to comply with with the a co-equal branch of government he's saying he's this is not a co-equal branch i can't say equal i don't know why he's saying i am above the law and nancy pelosi is saying hey forget about that let's make a infrastructure plan this is the house is on fire for christ's sakes why are you trying to play nice with a snake I don't get it. I just don't get it. Well, somebody, if somebody can explain it to me, send me an email and say, you know, Terry, you're wrong here. Nancy Pelosi is, uh, she's, she is, she's playing him beautifully. But, yeah, I mean, there's, I'm looking at this article. The Queen of Shade is five times, uh, this is the five times Nancy Pelosi got the better of Trump. Um, the time she got Trump to own the government shutdown. Did she get him to do that? He did that to himself, because he's an asshole. He's stupid. Um, The time she mocked his inherited wealth. During the government shutdown in January, Pelosi told reporters Trump didn't understand the financial pressure government employees were facing because many, many federal workers will not be receiving their paychecks. And that means... Um, the president seems to be insensitive to that. He thinks that maybe they can ask their father for more money. Ha ha ha. Whatever. The time she called a meeting with Trump, a tinkle contest. These are all the times that we're supposed to praise her. The time she turned clapping into a viral meme, you know, during the State of the Union when she went, uh, she didn't do that. People did that. The time she was concerned about Trump's confidence, Pelosi, let me see. On Wednesday, Trump abruptly terminated a meeting about infrastructure with Democratic leaders and started yelling about cover-ups. Instead of walking happily into a meeting, I walk in to look at people that have just said that I was doing a cover-up. I don't do cover-ups. Pelosi responded to Trump's outburst by hypothesizing that it may have been down to a lack of confidence on his part, that he couldn't match the greatness of the challenge that we had. In any event, I pray for the president of the United States, and I pray for the United States of America. Well, if that's all you got, you we're going to need the prayers. And, yeah, so after this happened, apparently Trump... um. We saw the, I'm, well, I only have a couple of minutes, so I can't really play it. But he went around saying, asking all his minions, did I, was I upset? Uh, no, sir, you were very calm. Um, what the F? Even that, that display of authoritarian sickle fancy, wouldn't that be enough For an opposition party with a spine to stand up and say, enough is enough. We are fighting for the soul and the very life of the democratic experiment. Enough is enough. How many misspelled tweets does it take? If only it was about... The misspelled tweets. But where this is about the, the entire shebang, the, the reason why all those Americans are dead. This is Memorial Day weekend. How about for the sake of every American who ever gave their life for this goddamn thing called the grand experiment in liberal democracy? Why don't you get off your ass and impeach this scumbag for them? Show them. They give their last measure of devotion. You can't even um, give them, um, you know, uh, one measure of holding an illegitimate authoritarian wannabe to, to account. So this is what I think. If the Democratic Party understood that it's on the right side of history and the right side of humanity, then they, they wouldn't be so mealy-mouthed and apologetic about being on the right side of history. And they would attack this scum for all of that, the, the, like with the ferocity of any being trying to stay alive. So, all right, I see the time. Guys, the show is over. I'm sorry that it goes by so quickly. Believe me, I am. It goes by quickly for me, too. I hope you enjoyed hanging out. I don't know is enjoy the proper word. I appreciate everybody being here. It's really like a community where we get together and um, we keep each other sane for another week. um, I'll be here next week. Remember, you can donate, become a patron, buy some merch, tell your friends, share the show, all that stuff. Everything counts. It all goes to keeping me on the air, keeping RDT Daily going. And uh, keeping the resistance going. So I want to thank everybody for hanging out every week. My name is Tara Devlin. And as I always say, we stick together, we win. I will see you next week.